Today is the 20th of September, 2023, a Wednesday. We set our hearts on this training of the mind. We chanted the Bara Sutta about the five khandas, the five aggregates, being a heavy burden, material form, feeling, perception, formations, sense consciousness, they're all heavy, We're clinging to them with upadana, all materiality and mentality, clinging to them as self. And it's this very mind, this jitta, that carries these heavy burdens all the time if it doesn't have wisdom. This leads to birth, having been born, then there's birth and death, birth and death, birth and death always carrying these five khandas again and again without end. And the first life, the first birth, is very far away, so distant that we can't find it. This means that there's been a lot of birth, many lifetimes. The Buddha built spiritual virtues, built parami, for many, the time of many Buddhas, a very long time. And the number of Buddhas that have awakened in the past is such a great number that we can't count it. That means that the amount of birth and death we've experienced in this cycle of samsara is a great amount. And in every birth, every time, it's filled with suffering. But everything has an escape. All the problems in the world have a way out of those problems. Whatever work there is, or whatever problem it is, there is a way out. There is an escape. And the best escape is the escape from suffering, to reach the end of suffering. And that's accomplished through the teaching of the Buddha. Because the Buddha sought the way out of suffering as well. He was the first to escape it. He sought out Buddha, sought awakening, and having found it, he taught the way to realize it. So the Buddha, having entered final Nibbana already, the Dhamma is still here. And the Buddha taught that one who sees the Dhamma sees the Buddha. Venerable Ajahn Chah compared it to the various subjects, various types of knowledge we can study. For instance, one studies to be a teacher and studies the subject of how to be a teacher, studies that uh, field of knowledge. And then whoever, or that individual having set up that subject, having died, that subject is still there. The subject uh, matter, the material is still there. And so the people that come after can still study that knowledge and become teachers themselves. That same for, that's the same for all these different fields of knowledge, like being an engineer, being a doctor. So these various subjects, it's the same as the Dhamma. The Dhamma is still here. And seeing the Dhamma, we see the Buddha. Not seeing the Buddha on a deep level. So we may have been to the sites where the Buddha was born, 
realized awakening, first taught, and passed into final Nibbana, these four holy sites, we can feel deep rapture and happiness in the mind, feel this faith and confidence that the Buddha really was born, really was awakened, really did teach, and really did attain final Nibbana in truth according to the history that we've read. But we still don't yet see the Buddha in truth, but we have this belief, we have this faith. And then when we experience suffering in the mind, we want to realize the end of that suffering. And we see that this suffering, this dukkha, it arises because of clinging. Whatever we cling to will suffer about that. If we have a friend that we dearly love, and that friend dies, then we suffer. Or we have some material object, and we love that object. Or it could be an animal, and we're separated from that, and we suffer. So this is nature, with attachment having arisen, arises from craving, and then there's birth and becoming, and then there's death and separation, suffering, grief, sorrow, lamentation, and despair. So we see that all dhammas arise based on causes. Those causes are dhammas as well. And it's all self, it's all about the self. So these are all dhammas. So we see that the suffering arises uh, and there's a sense of self with it. There's a sense of self and then there's suffering. So this quality of attachment, we have to learn to uh, fix that issue, to cure it according to the teachings of the Buddha, according to virtue, collectedness, and wisdom, and to see to see this, to see clearly, we have to give rise to wisdom. Because if we just know self and me and mine, then we're not seeing according to truth. Venerable Ajahn Chah taught that if we, to see the self is to not see the true self, is to be lost in self. So we know we have the self and then we we're lost in the self, lost in beauty, lost in me and mine. We think that it is the self in truth. But in the end, we have to throw it all away, everything in the world. But the mind without mindfulness, without samadhi, without wisdom, will chase after all these various moods and sense impressions. And these sense impressions are the place for greed, aversion, and delusion to arise. And the mind chases after them, becomes agitated and troubled. So therefore we practice mindfulness in samadhi. We try to be in the present, not to think to the past, that which is gone already, not to think to the future, that which is yet to come, but to be in the present moment which we call the present moment Dhamma, to see arising, staying for a while and ceasing in the present, to see it clearly, to not waver in that seeing. So to see this, we have effort, perseverance, 
to see this more and more clearly. And to do this, we need more and more strength of mind, mindfulness, collectedness, and wisdom. So we have effort, have perseverance to abandon unwholesome states that have arisen to abandon thinking. If we think in an unwholesome way, then we know it, and we seek to abandon it. We also know that it's normal, that it, we have to experience like this, after experience moods like that. And then unwholesome states that have yet to arise, we seek to avoid their arising. We have mindfulness. So we do this, and this is cultivating merit. And we seek to cultivate merit which has yet to arise, and to foster, encourage, and bring to culmination merit that's already arisen. So these are the four right efforts. So we have effort, we set our hearts on it to strive, and one day samadhi can arise to see clearly, to see the self clearly, to know not self, to know not me, not mine, to see all materiality and mentality as not self, so to see not self is one who sees the self, one who sees the self in truth, one who sees the true self. So we strive to have a lot of effort to give rise to more and more samadhi, kanaka samadhi, neighborhood, or sorry, momentary samadhi, and upajara samadhi, neighborhood samadhi. These are amazing that it's possible for this to arise. The mind and body feel light and at ease. We see everything in terms of Dhamma. We see it all as convention. That the sun doesn't rise in the east and it doesn't set in the west. That's not true. We see it as Dhamma. We see that this person has this name, this person has that name. We see that that's not actually true. They're not a person, they're not a me or a mine. It's not a self. This is the mind that sees the Dhamma, that understands the Dhamma like this. So we see the material form, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, sense consciousness. We see it all as not self. The sound contacts the ear, the hearing arises, and that's nature. The eye sees a form, perception, sanya arises. There's formations and proliferation. So we know it in time. We know it as it arises and as it ceases. In the beginning, we don't see it clearly. We practice to see it as not-self. We see the mind that likes and dislikes. We teach the mind that it's not sure, it's uncertain, not to cling to it, but to contemplate contemplate to give rise to samadhi, not to cling, not to cling to liking or disliking. Then in this way the mind can gather to see the nature of dhamma, to experience the dhamma, to see more and more clearly. In this way the mind is bright and radiant and has strength and energy, and faith is strong, 
we set our hearts to practice. So may all of you monastics and laity strive in this. As we see in this life that we must die, and before death we strive to make merit and do goodness to the best of our ability, to bring the mind above and beyond the world, the Lokutara mind, to be able to do that. It's not beyond our ability, not beyond our capacity for effort. And in this way, the faith that we have will become more firm to the point where it's unwavering faith in the Triple Gem. So we have this very good opportunity. May we all seek the Dhamma together. May you set your hearts on this.